1: a taker, I'm a giver. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for choosing to spend your time here. Um, we are supersizing something today. One of my favorite things we do here at the show. Pop quiz! Yeah, that's right. Yesterday, our audience member, Nicole, played pop quiz and she won $1,000, but she gave it back because she's risking it all for the chance to come back today and win $5,000. I know, I love this song. it's so fun. All right, uh, our first guest has been entertaining us since she was three years old. Throughout her career, she's been a singer, a TV host, an author. Please welcome the incredible icon, Marie Osmond. Oh nice, nice, sweet. See, so how, how sweet is everyone? Oh, I'm so excited to talk said, to you today. You
0: know, Drew, we are you and I have so many similarities and there's not many people who can relate to the life that we've had. Um, You know, even even all the things that we've been through. So this is super fun for me to be able to talk to you. Are you kidding?
1: No, you started performing when you were
0: three. Right. I was introduced as the youngest Osmond brother. Literally? Yeah, it was on Andy Williams. We all kind of got our, our, you know, shot from Andy. Uh, But, you know, it's so interesting, you know, very much like I have never not worked a a year of of my life since then. I've worked consistently, uh, whether it was singing, uh, you know, in Sweden and performing there or doing Japanese commercials or, you know, whatever it was. Uh, And I had my my first hit record, I recorded at 12 and a half Paper Roses. And uh, at 14 and a half did the pilot for Donnie and Marie, the, uh, the original variety show. And so, and I have never stopped since. And I'm so, I feel so blessed.
1: <laughs> oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I really, really do. And there's a couple aspects about motherhood that also, really was important for me and I got excited about talking to you about, I would love to start with your mother and ask about how she kept you guys level-headed. She, you know, okay, like for example, uh, Donnie and
0: Marie, okay, I was, uh, I believe I was around 16 years old And I had come home and you know, you put hours in, I was doing 15 hours a day, six days a week, sometimes 18 hours uh, working through the child welfare laws and going to school and learning 350 pages of script in two and a half days. And I remember one time I came home and it was, the next day was the taping. I said, mom, I'm so tired. I, I have to get to sleep so that I look good on camera. And she goes, well, you haven't done your chores. And I said, hello, like, you know, our show is dubbed into 17 languages worldwide. And I'm like, you know, Marie Osmond. And <laughs> she, that was the worst thing I ever could have said. Cause she goes, oh, 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 I see. So now you're gonna do your chores and the toilets. And if you make another word uh, of complaining, I have a lot more for you to do. Uh, and she said, because you have to realize that's a job. Jobs will come and go. This is reality. This is what will always be here. Now get to work. And Drew throughout my life, this woman, <laughs> She said, I'd come home and she say, okay, now we're going to learn to make bread. Now we're going to learn to make clothing. And I would like, mom, I have designers and people that so she goes, exactly. That's why you're going to learn to do it. And, um, she just, I mean, she taught me how to gut a fish in case I was camping and I needed to cook it. This woman taught me reality. My mom told me when she goes, I don't care if you hate me. If you do, that means I'm doing a good job.
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I couldn't agree more. And um, something else that has to do with mothers um, that I really loved about your story was when I had kids of my own, I felt like, oh my God, I don't want to pretend to be other people. My kids need me. Those 18 hour days uh, no longer seem like a good idea for me right now. I've been doing them my whole life. So it was, I had a luxury of saying, I'm ready to prioritize my children over work. Um, But then I had to earn a living, so I had to figure stuff out. But I wanted to find something that felt like a job that had the hours and being in the same place. Um, A lot of the things that our other jobs just didn't allow. Uh, The fact that you have prioritized
0: your children, you'll never regret that. I had to do that with my children too. That's one of the reasons I went to Vegas for 11 years.
1: And that was my point, is that you found a job that put your kids first. And when I heard that, it made me feel like I just, it made a lot of sense to me because it made me feel less alone. Hey,
0: I made, I didn't make as much on the road when I was doing all my country, uh, my country touring because I took all my kids with me and I have eight. And so, uh, you know, it's not, it's not great for airplane tickets and costs, but I did it because I love my children. Also, I was the only breadwinner. Long story short, now my oldest is, uh, she just turned 19 and she's in, she's out of the home. So it's just me and my husband. By the way, I remarried my first husband. And so it's like honeymoon all over again. And, uh, but now I'm, I want to go back out on the road. I'm actually getting ready to do a big symphonic tour. I just did an album, a 17 song album.
1: Um, I was doing my research and I was uh, learning about you and Steve. Um, and I marvel at your story. You guys um, married in 82 and then- no. wow separated in 85. I don't have a monitor. Where I was born. Exactly. Um, And then (laughs) you remarried in 2011. Am I getting the years right? You are, yep. Phew, okay, good. Um, I love this so much. I can't (laughs) even stand it. First of all, is that really the same wedding dress? It is. It's the same dress with some laces in the back to make it a little bigger. I was just curious, like, how did you guys refine each other? Well, if you ask him, he was asked the
0: other day, how do you make a marriage work? And he said, spend 25 years apart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it worked. <laughs> you know, we, we were always best friends, but I think, so really, we didn't even plan it. It was just so bizarre how it happened. Uh, I had moved to Vegas and, uh, we had one child together. Our, our oldest son, Stephen. I said, "Stephen, can you help me move some things in?" And my my son said, "Well, Dad's with me. Can he come help?" And my uh, he had never remarried. And uh, I I guess I'm a hard habit to break. No, <laughs> but we when we saw each other, I don't know. I think you have to realize people change, but some things don't change, like the friendship. We. We were just soulmates. We always had that connection. Seriously. Okay. Do I hear crazy? I don't know if we have time for this, but um, that wedding dress, I was married 20 years. I had no idea where that dress was. I had moved several times. I had moved to Vegas. I didn't pack that dress for Vegas. And I had designed a dress for our wedding and five days before the wedding, the lady showed up with it in 75,000 pieces and uh, had my cry and I'm not kidding you guys. I walked out to the car to go to work, uh, and there was a box leaning on my car, an old box. And I looked, and it was my wedding. I'm gonna cry. It was my wedding dress. Wow. Crazy. To this day, I still don't know where that dress showed up from. And I swear it was my mom. I swear.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, well, um, I'm really looking forward to continuing this conversation, and uh, we'll be right back with more. Um, with Marie Osmond after the break. <laughs> Welcome back, I'm here with Marie Osmond. Now, Marie, in October, you released a new special on TV called An Evening with Marie. And this seems to be, like a real celebration of all the musical chapters in your life. Will you tell me about that?
0: Well, I chose, first of all, BYU TV, I chose it because the app is free and it's on everything. You can download it anywhere. And I wanted to do that um, just because, I mean, they have over 50 million viewers. It goes worldwide and the military can get it as well. It did, I've always done a lot of things for USO and and people like that, but... (laughs) But uh, it's fun. It's an evening with. And one of the things that I wanted to do, especially coming out of this pandemic uh, and people starting to perform again, Drew, is to me you know how you play different characters. I played different vocal styles and it's been a lifetime of learning how to do it from, you know, country to jazz, to pop, to uh, legit soprano, to belt, to operatic. It's really, really challenging. It's been my goal to do that. So in this show, you're just going to get a little sampling. It's not my full symphonic show, but we have a, a full symphonic orchestra and music. Um, when you hear it in that context, where everything is live, it hits everything from your chakras to the tones to the to the uh, the lows to the highs, and it is so fun. I have video from six decades. Uh, it's just you'll hear everything that I mean. It's it's a super fun show. Download it. It's free, and you'll get a little taste of some of the songs from the album too.
1: Now your latest album um is unexpected. Uh that is the title. That is beautiful, by the way. Um that's that I I have a child calling me on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> I, okay, go turn it off. There we go. <laughs> um I I I so feel you right now. I always keep
0: it there in case they need me. And I'll go, Are you okay? Yes, okay, I'll call you back. Uh well, that's depressing. But anyway, I was in Vegas and my son called me. And I I hit, I'll talk to you later, and, and then I never did. So, sorry. No, I, um, I- So it's something that is very important to me uh, to always have my phone on for my children. I'm so sorry that that happened. No, you know what? It's uh, it's one of those things that you go through. Uh, I lost my son. Um, he was 18. And I'm really good, I'm okay. It's just every now and then, you know, people say, do you ever get over it? No, you never do. Um, but God gives you respites and that's, you hit triggers. That just happened to be a trigger. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, I really do. Our lives are full of triggers and they come up at the most unexpected time, speaking of the exactly. title. Can I ask, if it's possible to ask you a piece of life advice that when something Perfect. does throw you I know and, anything. and rock your world, like it just did, how beautifully you just handled it. And there's people out there. Um, I am I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering if you have any life advice for how one might be able to handle a trigger
0: Oh Well, I I think that God never gives you anything that you can't handle. I don't know that God gives them to you, but I know that people have agency to make choices that affect you. And I believe that um, when life is too much to stand, I get on my knees and I beg. And uh, I just know somehow he gives you that comfort with my son. You know, a lot of people judged me very harshly that I went back to work. Uh, you understand that, Drew. You know, you're you're kind of, you do everything on a national level instead of a private level uh, within your community or whatever. But um, I had to choose to go back to work because I had seven more children that were hurting. And they needed to know that you had to keep living life. And so, and I felt that was... Uh, something that I wanted to do for them, despite what people were
1: saying. Thank you. I'm very, very grateful for your answer and your candor, and I agree with the fight, and I thank you. And if you don't mind, I'm now turning this into three segments on the show, so we're gonna cut to a quick commercial break because uh, this is too good. And when we come back after the break, we'll play, uh, we'll we'll continue on. We'll be right back. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.